Welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast, a dose of education and entertainment brought to you by online personal trainers and fitness couple Lucy Davis Fit and Ben Halden. An off center spin on everything health and fitness, relationships, and business, with some epic guests along the way to help you transform your mind and body. My name's Katie, and as always, I am here to tell you what this week's episode has in store for you. In today's episode, Ben and Lucy are joined by Nathan McCullen, firmly known as Atlas Nathan and now at Nathan on Instagram. Nathan is a member of the Gymshark family who has made a big impact on both the fitness and fashion community with its energetic style, relatable personality and quality content. He also runs an online fitness business amongst other ventures and has managed to create an amazing lifestyle because of it. Ben and Lucy talked to Nathan today on how to create work-life balance and get the most out of life. So we're going to dive into today's podcast by talking to Nathan about work-life balance and how he creates that with his online work and how he creates it with clients and fitting his social life around everything. So first thing I want to talk about, Nathan, is a little bit about goal setting, how you do that for yourself in terms of both short-term and long-term and how you also kind of set time frame for that so you can get shit done while still having that social life that everyone sees you yeah. on, online with. So how do you kind of make sure that you are hitting targets either on a short term or, or long term how do you go about setting those I set achievable goals that's like the first thing is like working out what I want to achieve and then how possible is that and what the time frame is I set smaller goals over bigger goals because I find if I set two big goals I'm too focused on the end goal and I don't enjoy the process yeah. if I step like one step at a time it's easier to like take that off and also appreciate it as I go it's good to have long term goals and I definitely have like big picture things but I then break up into smaller elements that I want to tick off on the way. Yeah. That way it's like... Yeah, yeah. So it's like kind of more manageable. Yeah, and you're also yeah, like, definitely. you notice the little achievements rather than focusing on a big thing and if you don't get there, you're like, damn, like I, I didn't hit that one goal. Or if you've got the small things that you can tick off, you have those like little dopamine hits of like almost instant gratification, but planned gratification, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Completely. I think obviously like we speak a lot then as well in this kind of industry, there's a lot of things that come up unexpectedly. Like you... You're now traveling out to the UK, I think, next week, is yeah. Yeah. for um, some seminars and stuff, and that's just been dropped on you. So how do you manage to fit that into a schedule when you've got things which are dropped on you, but big opportunities which you kind of can't deny? So it's more like time management, I suppose. I am actually really good at multitasking, much better than I give myself credit for. Um, I see my dad the other day, he's like, because hey, like, I have a few little things in the works right now I've been like, focusing on. He's like, how, how are you staying on top of this? How are you not stressing? I'm like, I don't know, it's okay. Like, it's just... I've, I've been very lucky to build a brand that's like it is truly me so all the personality and the social things that just kind of ties in all together mm-hmm. so I don't feel like it's work and it's life it's yeah. one thing for me which it's is all the time, really nice it? and because I've built a career that I genuinely love I want to be doing it anyway and that's how it became my job um, so I think staying on top of that isn't that hard because I want to be doing it anyway yeah. with the last night I was watching a movie with my girlfriend I was like can you pause that for a second I, was, I really want to edit something really quickly because that's like I wanted to do that. Yeah. I was enjoying the movie, but also wanted to do the work that I had needed to do. So it was kind of like it's a natural thing anyway. Yeah, of course, of course. And that that leads on to the next point. I was going to speak about in terms of like managing and knowing what your your weak points and your strengths are. Because I think there's that quote like being like the jack of all trades, master of none. Exactly. Yeah. So how do you kind of do you feel like, feel like you have weak points and like right I want to work on these, or are you kind of driven in terms of like no, I know what my strengths are. I know what my niche is and that's what I want to focus on. What would you say, which side of the fence you kind of sit on? I surround myself with people that are better than me. So like my like business it. partner is the smartest person I know 
and he's a really hard worker, has a great work ethic. And we realized that I can do the creative stuff that most people don't have the like intuition to do. They're not, I'm forever thinking of new ideas and new ways of doing things. And so we kind of leave me to do that. I'll do the creative, the visuals, the delivering. Yeah. And then when it comes to the actual workload, he does so much more than me. Yeah. But it took me a while to realize that I was doing a lot more of the other stuff that he couldn't do the same way. So I guess just, as you were saying, learning your strengths and then focusing on them yeah. and then letting people that you trust do the other things for you. So for me, that's like, he does all of the FaceTime with the clients. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm the initial one. I'd normally bring them in and when we do like expos and pop-ups and stuff like that, it's mostly me, but he does the hard yards because yeah. he's my better at that than I am. He has more time to do that because filming and creating content and having that sort of things takes a lot of work and a lot yeah. of time and to be able to be invested in that I needed him to step up and do that and he was already kind of doing it naturally anyway so it really worked well like that yeah I think, I think that's a massive thing as well because I remember when I first started like working with Ben which was like a year ago now but I was still at uni so I was doing like dissertation exams like everything yeah. but I was also influencer coaching running a business and I wouldn't give anything away because I was like I know how I like my yeah. shit done. Especially with editing, they're like, I do all my own editing now, but that's my main job role. Yeah. Like, I'm a content creator, I just do my editing. Whereas, like, the stuff like the ads and marketing, and I don't, I don't care about it, I don't care enough about it, and I'm not good at it. So, like, you do that, and you're so much better at it than me. Because at the start, Ben was like, try and, like, do it. I was like, I'm so bad at it. Like, I just didn't enjoy it did I I think it gets to the point of anything like that though where you bottleneck your own business because you yeah. don't have the experience or the knowledge to be able to push it in yeah. there and that's why we just outsource a lot of our stuff in terms of marketing haven't we? and obviously Sam is a creative director so he does a lot of that kind of work as well and takes a lot, lot, a lot of pressure off us doesn't he, mm-hmm. in terms of work that he does so again I think it's just managing your own workload and knowing yeah. where your your kind of limits are with stuff and then you need to be able to have the, the balls I suppose to pass it on to someone else something you can trust obviously to to be able yeah. to do that kind of stuff for you, isn't it? For sure. Because I started in fashion before I was in fitness. Like, I was all content. Did you? Yeah, I was a fashion blogger. And this I didn't know that. Fitness. Yeah. Hey, we were saying that. We were like, you're so fashionable. Yeah, but- <laughs> yeah so that was, like, that was my full-time job. When I first left my job, no I was just doing fashion. And then fitness became, like, my thing, naturally. But learning to step away from, like, doing all the edits. I still edit all my own photos. Yeah. Because I'm still picky with that. But with video and that sort of thing, I just found people that I liked as people and then I could train them to have the same eye for things that I yeah, want so and then like my videographer now Tristan he has a much better eye than me he's so creative he does like edit some things I'm just like damn like that's <laughs> how'd you do that but it's cool because now I know like I can say to him this is what I want it to look like and I yeah. have full faith that he'll make that happen mm-hmm. which is kind of cool so like, I think like the main thing is like surrounding yourself with people that are better than you yeah I'm like I know a lot of really cool people so it's, <laughs> plus I'm the worst so it's not easy to be better than me <laughs> So what were you doing in before you got into fitness then? What were you doing in the fashion industry? So I was a visual merchandiser. It's just so I was. So I worked. So still so my, well, my sister's just fashion buying and merchandising. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was a buyer before that too. Yeah, so no I did that. Way. Yeah. Oh my God. So I worked for a company in Australia called General Pants for a long time. So I was like the, I did a lot of training development. So I go in and teach the stores how to like work on the aesthetics and the windows and like how to create hotspots and all that stuff, the retail you have to know. I used to do that. And then I started my blog as like a creative outlet like eight years ago. And then just gradually built up. The moustache that I have right now, that's actually what got me big. Really? Like a really big, the alpha dog of menswear. Dude, Nick Wooster posted like a few photos of me on his blog. 
and oh then I gosh. blew up, got a couple of thousand like overnight when no one had thousands. I got like, so that was like my foot in the door. That was brief. Yeah. Mustache is the answer to everything. Yeah. yeah. So tell anyone what's been influencer, you just got to get yourself a mustache that's better than Nathan's, which I might look quite hard because yours is very. I've committed to it. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a lot of commitment. <laughs> but yeah, yeah then, so I found that and then just built a loyal audience. I got really lucky that people were following me because I wasn't trying to become something like this. People, influencer wasn't a term when yeah. it first started. I had 100,000 followers before that was the thing. Yeah. And so I was kind of lucky to, like, the audience grew with me and it was a very, very natural thing. Very organic. I have so much respect for, like, the newer audiences. I like, built an audience recently because I, I couldn't do it. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't it's know so how to very, do it. very, very saturated. Yeah. The whole I think there's, like, there's obviously a strategy for it now and stuff as well, isn't there? Whereas people were just creating content yeah. around themselves a long time. Like, we've been told at the end is thumbnails, clickbait things that you need to be doing rather than just right I just want to go and create content which, yeah. is, which is how I originally started but obviously within that there's a there's a side of it where yeah you have got a grind you've got to work hard you've got to put in the effort and like you told like just before you sat up watching a movie and you started editing the other night yeah. in terms of like looking at balance I suppose and, and work versus play like I think a lot of people obviously have that attitude in terms of like right I just want to grind work hard and then I'll, and then I'll have a better life when I get older which yeah. It never really comes, so you kind of get that whole notion of um, you, you create a lesser life by working too hard, and that, that better life never comes. Yeah, for sure. So how do you find, because I feel like when, especially when you watch your socials and stuff, it looks like you have a great life, and obviously you work very, very, very hard on your business as yeah. well. So how do you kind of feel like you get the balance between, between the two? I think it's... Like I said before, I never set myself like the goal of like, I want to make this much money and have this material thing. Yeah. It was like, I want to enjoy the process that I'm going. And Milestone, my like PT business, we had periods where we weren't making any money because we were putting everything we had back into what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And that can be frustrating at times because it's like you, you are working really hard and yeah. building towards something and getting no income or no like, oh, huge thing come out of it. But at the same time, like there's other amazing things that like, I've had people come up to me, we've done workshops and like I had cancer and I was at the lowest point of my life and found you and I'm a better person for it. We had a guy recently um, come up to us and it was a workshop and he'd like three or four weeks earlier had tried to commit suicide really? and then the next day he saw one of that on Instagram, joined up and then he was just came on thing by himself and like he told me and I started crying because I was like, that, that's the little stuff that... Yeah. If you're not making any money, but you're changing someone's life for the better, yeah. that's incredible. It takes a little while to get to learn the value of that and like the positive impact you're having on people. Yeah. I think that's where the fitness health space sometimes gets overlooked because everyone yeah, says yeah. it's been like a very like aesthetic. That's all it is. Yeah. Not realizing the like mental impact it can kind of have, and I think I've been very lucky to realize that because I've got a very open audience that will talk to me about things. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think when you're open about it though, like you you can be relatable to and that makes other people open up to you as well a lot more than than, sure. than, than anything else as well and I think that's amazing something that we talk about the mental side of it all the time isn't it yeah well? definitely like I'm I used to really really suffer with anxiety like I still kind of do so like the work I, like how stressed do I get about work like I still do now like I'm still quite young 22 so yeah. it's like I'm still learning I have so much more to experience but what you just said there is like it's just so true. Like the little things, like you change someone's life. Yeah. Like it's it's incredible. It's incredible. And learning to value yeah, those things probably makes everything worth it for us. Yeah. yeah. 
sure. That's what we want. We I, want think, I think like when people ask, like, what's the best thing about running your own business? It is that having that freedom to whatever you want, when you want, yeah. and, and living in that moment and not living for, for just later on. That's why I was speaking a lot on that post over there. I was saying that, like when I first started doing online PT and whatever, I was taking home three hundred pound a month. Yeah, and my car was like three hundred twenty pound a month, so I don't even know I was getting by. But because I loved what I was doing so much, I loved that positive impact that I was having on other people. I always knew that that hobby that I had was always a passion for me, and I could make it work. Yeah, and stick it out, and I knew it was going to be successful from it because I loved doing this so much. When I first quit else. my full time job. I had no confidence in myself that I was going to make money. I was like, I just had savings. Yeah. And I think talking to my dad, my dad was the one that encouraged me to quit. Not because I didn't like my job. I actually loved it. I had an amazing boss. It was all really good. But he was like, now's the time. Give it a chance. You've saved money. Worst comes to worst. You do it for a year and then go back and work. And I was like, I was confident in what I was doing as a BM to know I could get that job back. But I didn't know if, it would like, if I was going to make money. I didn't know what was going to happen there. And that was a wild, wild thing for me to kind of like just take the chance and yeah. hope for the best. But it's the best thing I've ever done. I haven't looked back. That's cool that you had the support from family and stuff because for a lot of people who don't, I think I, in the UK, used to work for the police for two or three years, the degree, whatever. So that was kind of seen as like a safe career and a a good bet moving forward because it's always going to be crime. So when I first quit mine, I think my parents were a bit like dubious about what I was doing. I was like, Oh, what the, what's he doing he's the dickheads running around with an iPhone filming yeah. in the gym like there's no real future from that but obviously the generation that we that now come from it is a lot different to, <laughs> to what people used to do when they were trading that kind of stuff so people don't get jobs they just try and be influencers yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. They don't, yeah. I mean you see that with kids and stuff online now all the time like YouTube and stuff yeah. so young yeah. so young they Let's, start when they're like I, 12 yeah like whoa what, what, what? <laughs> I fear sometimes I'd be unrelatable to like a younger audience and that's particularly YouTube mm. I'm 31 I, I can't relate to an 18 year old yeah. like I mean I can try and I can encourage and tell them how to like try and be the best version of themselves they can be but mm. like I don't get mean culture I'm just I'm not with yeah. it I'm yeah. old and uncool so there's like <laughs> there's so much there I'm like that's sick that they've got that opportunity that's the like the lifestyle they've got as long as they build something positive out of it and don't like just rely on that because that's the other thing I think people base their personalities on what they're presenting to the world yeah. what you see is what you get with me so like the good morning party people thing I do with my stories that started for me I did that for myself yeah. one day because I was like you know I don't know like I was tired and in a shitty mood so I did that to like spark myself up but I think it's great so I, 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 I saw this morning and it made my day to see this so I think you don't realise that impact that has yeah I did I got well. hundreds of DMs and then like people around the world started doing it and tagging me and stuff I was like that's weird that's, that's cool like that's yeah. great but that's that's me like exactly what you see is what you get and I think that's where the work life balance it's easy because when I'm doing that I'm still just being me I'm still yeah. just doing me I don't have to like switch up and be in work mode yeah. Yeah. I'm just oh yeah I'll, look, I'll film this thing now or I'll I want to edit I want to work on that or I'm going to go back and do emails whatever it is because it's yeah. still all me at the bottom line yeah. so cool so in, in terms of like people who maybe at the moment and the listeners who are struggling to get that work-life balance and they feel like they're kind of stuck in the nine to five or um they don't really get a life from the the current job or the current role they're in and they would like to be more successful whether that's financially spiritually health wealth whatever it may be what would kind of your uh, immediate pointers be to to the general listeners for, for getting that better work-life balance with whatever it is. Because I know sometimes it may be people feel like they're unrelatable to, to, to the roles that we do. Yeah. Um, quite different. It's, it's quite different to doing like a nine-to-five job or an office job. But what kind of transferable points do you think that we could give to people who feel like they're struggling or they're a bit swamped and stuff and they're not really getting the most out of life? Whatever you do, do it with passion. 
Attitude is everything. And that's like my parents brought me up that saying, and I hate it when I was like 10, but now I get it. Yeah. Going into everything you do and giving it your absolute best, yeah. there was times where I didn't know where my career was going. I still don't know where my career is going. Like something <laughs> might come up tomorrow, I'll be like, oh, that's what I do now. That's, that's the new thing. But from when I first left school, I was going to be a primary school teacher. And then I got offered a job doing this and I just kind of flitted between things because opportunities came up and I said yes. And then everything I did, I did the best I could at it. And I got really lucky that got recognized and I got opportunities that I don't think I deserved. But I think because I was working hard and giving it everything, people gave me opportunities and it kind of led me to become the person I am now. If I hadn't had that attitude, I wasn't like a go-getter. I don't think that would have happened. So even if you were hating your job, do the best you can at it. When you're there, give it everything because you never know the results that are going to come from that. I think there's a big thing for like that fake it till you make it attitude as well. Fake happiness. Fake enthusiasm because honestly, you can convince yourself you like something. You can trick yourself into enjoying yeah. something. If you go in and be like, I hate my shitty job. I don't want to be here. Or you can go in and be like, the job's shit, but I'm really good at it. And yeah. so I'm going to make the best of yeah. it I can because you might actually find you start enjoying it. I think it comes down to attitude. Yeah, no, no, that's that's so powerful because it's like one of those things as well. If you do have a positive mindset, you will genuinely be happier overall. And if you're more positive, you'll probably do better at work. And then that's when the opportunities come. That's how you get opportunities from being better at what you do and applying yourself. I think a lot of people are scared of taking that safety blanket away. They're like, I know, I definitely was. Like, I was earning good money as a police officer and it's kind of like, right, I need to, to bend the boat and learn how to swim again. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are scared to take that risk and like, oh, it's not realistic to me to take that risk. But I know it's, it's not as cheesy, but you do only live once. So are you really going to live like another... I couldn't see myself doing like another 20, 30 years as a police officer yeah. being not miserable, but I knew I had no. more potential to do something else. So like helping people, so like helping people in the police, like helping people in the fitness industry. It was, it was still a transferable skill I had, but I just couldn't see myself doing it for that period of time. Yeah. I, I think it's just... It's hard to get someone to click, I feel, with, with people. If they feel passionate about something else, especially maybe at a point in life where they're in 20s, 30s, where they're not as young anymore and they, they feel like they've got other things like finances, mortgage, kids, which may play and they don't have the freedom to be able to take that risk. I think that's where people find it difficult maybe to move into to a passion. So how would you, so, so I suppose, sort of suggest is the easy route to take. I know for me, I kind of started doing like PT alongside police. Yeah. So it was almost like I was, I was kind of building up rather than just taking a, a jump in the deep end to do that. I think it's also learning to prioritise happiness over money. A lot of people do what they do because they want the safety of money rather than doing things because they're like, it's going to have a better impact on me as a human. I'm going to be a happier, better person for doing the thing I want to do rather than the thing I have to do for money. Because you don't realize if you're actually enjoying what you're doing, if you're probably earning a little bit less, your lifestyle's gonna be better anyway. Because yeah. you want to go and do that thing. Yeah. Your Monday to Friday is something you enjoy doing. It's not like Mondays. It's like oh Monday, oh, great, I'm going yeah. to do that thing that I love doing. And money is kind of like it's not the be all and end all. It's great to have. It's amazing. But I think happiness is where people need to be prioritizing. So working at what makes you happy and taking the small steps to work towards that, you're gonna live a better life because of that. I think most people don't want to have more money because they believe it's going to make them happier. Yeah. So if you can be happy with the process rather than the end goal, then surely that's far more beneficial. I know that's, we spoke about before in terms of like being hardwired to live like the Monday to Friday and then the weekend where you get your break. I think if you're hardwired to be like that, you're absolutely fucked because yeah. then like you're only enjoying really 20, 25% a week rather than all of it. I know it was applicable because I, Kate, who's with us on this trip, is my sister and I give her a full time job working but I was like doing admin stuff was it last year 
Yeah, she's and she hated, hated her job. Like, she'd hate Sunday evening. Yeah. It was that thing of, like, we've got to go back into work tomorrow. Where now on Sunday, she's buzzing to come in. She loves yeah, doing work and stuff. And she's just been a completely different person since, yeah. hasn't she? Com- complete, like, mindset change. Like, she's so much happier because me and Ben and Sam, you sit there like, yes, fucking got that on. We're like, we've got on that tomorrow. We're doing this, we're doing that. And Kate was just, she was just sad, wasn't yeah. she? Like, so the fact that we've been able to give her a job, but obviously Ben giving her sister a job's like, just a, a change of a person, isn't it? Like she's been a completely yeah. different person since. Yeah, so you can see that on herself. So it's been amazing. But we're now going to go and smash out a big workout because there's more important things in life, like getting bigger biceps. I'm going to do the proper bro session. <laughs> yes, you like, are. I'm going to be yeah. in just like chest. Let's do chest. Chest and tries. Yeah. Chest and tries. I'll throw a little bit of shells in My there. My favourite. Yeah. So where, where can <laughs> the listeners find you anyway, Nathan, as well? You can find me at Nathan on Instagram. And oh, this is a question as well, because oh, you used to be it. Oh, yeah, I was looking at I was Nathan. Nathan. How the hell did you just get the name Nathan on Instagram? You paid I, like, big way I didn't I pay. Was like, that is, and they, look, a lot of people have the name Nathan. There is a story for it. There, and there is a lot of people named Nathan. So I had a guy reach out to me being like, are you interested in buying the name Nathan? And I was already working on a project with Instagram. And so I just emailed my contact there and was like, am I allowed to do this? And he was like, no, that's against the terms and conditions. We can actually delete your account if you... And for me, who, like, is Nathan was my thing for seven years. Everyone knew me yeah, as yeah. is Nathan. So it'd be pretty obvious if all of a sudden it wasn't. And he was like, yeah, that's actually against the terms and conditions. What's the deal? How's this? And I was like, oh, this guy. I screenshot the message, sent it to him. And he was like, oh, let me check. If it's available, we can just give it to you. And they got on there and it was inactive for six months and had no followers, no following, no posts. So they just gave it to me. So I then went and reserved Is Nathan again, so I've now got that still. And I turned it back into like another Instagram that I just do for fun, which I don't really tell anyone about. But I have a second Instagram. It's like my inspiration page. Um, And then about a week later, I had a guy message me being like, how'd you get this name? That was mine. I bought it. I've got the receipt for it and everything. And I was like, oh, Instagram gave it to me. That's like the end of the story. And we got the whole thing. There's no coming back from that. <laughs> well, yeah. And then he he came back. He's like, you need to give it to me. I've got proof of purchase. Rah, rah. And I was like, I messaged Instagram. I was like, am I doing the wrong thing? Is this guy? And he's like, no, no, it's fine. It's yours. We're not taking it away. Like, you've done the right thing. So I messaged him. I was like, hey, man, sorry. Like, it's, I haven't done the wrong thing. Check with Instagram. You can message him if you want. And he was like a real dick about it. And then turns out he'd been buying followers and stuff and everything. And they went and like looked at his account and fairly sure his account got deleted. Oh my god! Because he'd been doing the wrong thing. But yeah, I get offered money for every week. Cause really? That's that's at, a cool thing. Having your own name, like at Lucy. Yeah. Imagine it's so cool, isn't it? Like it's such like a staple. Because I like search name for and I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Where's the it's gone? Because I didn't even realize. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. I yeah, just... it's fun. And then what is your YouTube? Is your YouTube the same? Or? It's Is Nathan. So is that's still. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. we've got. Yeah, it. and Is Nathan.com <laughs> still my blogs. I still have the blog. I don't talk about it ever, but I still post them every week. It's like, Amazing. it's more inspiration for me now. So it's still like, fashion, music, art, lifestyle, everything, all the things I like. Because I'm huge on music. Yeah. So like, I post music there all the time and. I have like a Spotify playlist people can follow. It's all there. That's it's cool. all fun. Mr. Creative. I just love sharing stuff. Like <laughs> I want people to share the passion. Like I, I love heavy metal and I genuinely love heavy metal. I like sharing that. And it's crazy because like it's a genre you think most people like a bit standoffish with. I have a, like a, it's called Angry Music for Happy People. That's my like workout playlist. <laughs> That's so cool. It's my most followed playlist. Like really? thousands so cool. of people follow it and tag me in stories all the time. Being like, oh, this new jam's sick. <laughs> 
It's like, I love that. That's sick. I want to keep doing that. That's just like, what I used to listen to all the time when I first started training. Which I, I just didn't grow out of it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope you uh, enjoy this podcast, guys. Please, please, as always, make sure to keep sharing. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please leave a review. And we will see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.